NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the year, favorite time of the week, favorite time of the year. Uh, Anytime we get a chance to talk sprint car racing, we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post, a little cozy here today. Yeah, yeah. Because we have an in-studio guest. If you followed Wing Nation for our years and years, we always end the year kind of with our State of the Sports show. Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group, is going to join us on set here in just a little bit. And we're going to talk all things sprint car racing with Brian. It's one of our favorite shows of the year. I love getting the big picture. I love getting some of the details. Sometimes he'll sneak us a little hint. Yep, what's going yep. on. We'll have to see about that. More breaking news-ish. And then he brings in stats. He uh, brings in all the stats, and I love it. There's graphs. There's highlighted yeah, yeah. Data this yeah, year, I love it. You got a chance to take a sneak peek. He didn't really let me see it. He just kind of yeah. like showed me from a distance. That's funny. But yeah, no, yeah. I love some statistics, and I feel like you know, being an engineering nerd, it's the one way that you really know the growth of the sport and how things are really going. I mean, numbers don't lie. Yeah, no doubt about it. And there's some good stuff that's yeah. happened this year. We have talked about it a lot. Some great, great things have happened for sure, including the World of Outlaw World Finals. We'll kick off our Hefner Racing product hot topics with the World of Outlaw World Finals. I'm trying to think, Aaron. Shame on me. I haven't been to a World of Outlaw race since not. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's not talk oh, about it. Oh, that's right, because last... you've had a worse year. You've I have not had a I... good year of making it to race. I've, I mean, I have tuned into some dirt vision. Don't worry yeah. about that. No, I know that you, out, you follow but... along. And so, I mean, I walk in, and it's like, I felt like I needed a name tag. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty but... sure you didn't. I'm nah, pretty we sure people right. know. Right. Yeah. First and foremost, just to get back in the pit area yeah. was fun. Just fun. Um, really, really neat. Got out there Wednesday night, and I actually Wednesday night did a little bit behind the scenes. I went to Dirt Vision in the middle of it, because Dirt Vision's right around the corner, yeah. actually, from the track, and went and did the watch party with Dave Reef, and I ended up with my old buddy Brett Hearn from oh, Modified Days. And so it was fun. We were watching it and chit-chatting about life and different things, yeah. and uh, really, really cool. Uh, as we've talked about here, we love what the, um, what the streaming platforms are doing, yep. and that, that watch party was really cool. And I understand that the other night that Terry McCarroll was on there giving um, giving, oh boy. giving marital and dating advice <laughs> to Nick Hoffman or somebody. So um, I, I there'll that. be no comments. Exactly. So uh, so I did that, but I did get a chance to get back out there in time for the feature. Carson Macedo leads the way, leads the way, leads the way. The car slows. Logan Schuhart picks up the win. Schuhart over Carson Macedo. Brad Sweet third. Friday night, Donnie Schatz, just a dominant performance mm-hmm. by Donnie Schatz. Donnie Schatz, Carson Macedo, Brad Sweet third. I was on with my buddy Scott Trailer last week, 
Wednesday. Yeah. And I said, we, he was asking, do you think any, you think Gravel can catch Sweet? I said, I think Brad's, I think the problem David Gravel has is Brad Sweet gets at least two podium finishes out of these three nights. Yeah. And he got them the first two nights. Yep. And sure enough, um, that just was such strong performance, which we've seen. We've talked about the performance of that team and the durability of that team. Saturday night, Donnie Schatz, 307th career World of Outlaw win, 14th at the dirt track. He bookend the season, five on the year, but he won at Volusia, and he won at the World Finals. And everybody was happy. Donnie Schatz in Victor Lane. Yeah. Cool stuff. Geo Selzy second, Sheldon Hoddenshield third, Brad finished fifth, enough to clinch the championship. Um, just a spectacular season, wrapping up a spectacular season yeah. of racing. Just just really? across the board. And then it's just so intriguing to have Donnie Schatz come out and win the last two races. Yeah. Because you're just sitting there, oh boy, here we go yeah, again. Watch here we out. Go again. Here so, we go. Fun stuff, that is for sure. Out on the West Coast, it was the tribute to Gary Patterson. Out at Stockton Dirt Track, King of the West Narc Series. Dustin Sanders, his 13th career series win, picked up the victory. Dominic Selzy won a second championship. We knew that. He had it pretty much locked up. Four wins. But, Aaron, we have talked all about the kids in California. Okay? Oh, there's this kid. And, oh, there's that kid. And, oh, there's this one. And Dominic's a kid. Yeah. Second in points, Willie Croft. Third in points, Bud Kading. Uh, Not necessarily the younger set. (laughs) Um, the old, the old guard out there, the old dogs are still showing their strength out there. And with Willie finishing second, Bud Kading third, great, great season. Jim Allen, what they've done out there with the King of the West series, moving North. They had an Oregon, a couple Oregon races and then up to Skagit. Um, I'm so excited about what's going on on the West Coast, and congratulations to Dominic Selzy on the championship. He's got the big wedding coming up now. Got the big wedding coming up, and Gio is going to have his first drink. Yeah, Yeah, he turns 21. Because Gio turns 21. And he gets to have his first alcoholic <laughs> drink. Wow, I know the third Yeah, as a Selzy, I'm sure. As, exactly. I'm, yep. Can you imagine a Selzy wedding? No. I mean, we need, we need live, this is, ex- live this, is this is live feed yeah. from a Selzy wedding. This is, this is, t- this is must see TV. Dirt Vision streaming. Dirt Vision streaming. Maybe we'll talk to Brian <laughs> about sending cameras out there and we'll just do a reality <laughs> show. And it's just, it's just the Selzy wedding. You imagine how many people would tune in? I feel like the numbers. Oh are my god! Strong. Could you imagine the numbers if he did the Selzy wedding? Oh my gosh! It's going to be great. It really, truly <laughs> is. Great, great season. Wrapping it up out on the West Coast. There you have it. Our Hefner Racing product hot topics. The absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. Aaron, it starts with a solid platform, dependable, great-looking Kawasaki mule. Yep, and it's customized and built to each customer specifications. Options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Remember, a 10% discount on your first online order. Use promo code MRN. Can't wait. I can't wait for PRI because I get to see my buddy Jeff and everybody (laughs) from Hefner hang out in their booth. Love those people. Cannot wait. Going to be good stuff, that is for sure. All right, we need to step away because, uh, let's see, it is the uh, sage fruit. I don't think it's hot seat. It's not the guest line. It's not the hotline. The Sage Fruit Visitor Guest Chair. Guest Chair. Guest Chair. Brian Carter from the World Racing Group. He joins us next. Power isn't born. It's built over time. 
For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Let's go to the Sage Fruit guest chair. Uh, Brian Carter, CEO of the World Racing Group, joins us. Hello, Brian. Welcome back. Steve, how are you guys, Aaron? Good to see you guys. It's not the hot seat today. I don't feel no. I don't feel it yet. So no. it's all good. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll fire off some questions here. There's some stuff going on, but uh, we've, we've always gotten through this really well. We sincerely, I love that we end the season this way. It just kind of really puts a big old bow around the season. You've got so much that has gone on this year and that, and then going forward, and then just issues, hot bug issues in the sports and everything. We appreciate you coming over and spending some time. It's really neat. Always has been. No, it's my pleasure to come and talk about the sport and enjoy kind of continuing that high from World Finals. It was a great, uh, great week. The good Lord shined on us all the way through till Saturday when we tried to have our banquet out, our celebration outside. But it was a great week of racing, lots of cars and lots of fans and everybody having a good time. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was well, Wednesday. People were like, "I've never, I've never wore t-shirt here at World Finals." You know, people yeah. were like, "It was so nice. It really, truly was." Brian, the energy, the excitement, your passion for the sport does it does it does it just continue with events like that and the big events? I mean, do, do, do you ever do you ever sense any waning in that, or do you just continue to be driven by that? No, we were blessed again this year. We were at record crowds at just about every location again. So the the in, interest and awareness for the sport is uh, at an at an all time high right now. So it's it's nice to be able to bring all that together and then bring all the race fans together and. 52 teams from all across the country, one of the toughest fields and all. Mm-hmm. And then I'll actually race them and then give them a day off to kind of interact with the race fans. It was an interesting, uh, you know, a, a topic or a kind of a concept that we wanted to see. And everybody embraced that too. So, yeah, no, I, we want to keep those things going and figure out how to do the next one. And the World Finals now, since 2007, has grown into one of those events you're just really proud of. Brian, you talk about the, you know, the, the sport being in such a, a good spot right now, the numbers, the, the record crowds. What are some of the highlights that you look at when you look back at the entire season? And what are some of the numbers that even stand out to you? Well, you know, uh, we forget about the early part of the season. <laughs> you know, it was like we'd rained a lot early on. Yeah. And we kind of forget all that. So, you know, th- when you rain out 16 of the first 30 some odd races, but we still had, you know, the highlights for me, we had an amazing addition with some of the, the, uh, the races out of Houston. We, bo- we boosted some things. We had the 100,000, the historical big one comes back. 
Uh, Knoxville, we were a little worried about it coming off the 60s, but you had a great year and full crowds there. And then you had, you know, despite having 16 rainouts, we still had over, we had 380 competitors that competed in a World of Outlaw show, which is more in, than in the last six years. So so you see see the people wanting to come out and participate in the World of Outlaws, which means that those teams are developing into competitive mm-hmm. teams because there's not every team can come in and, and be a part of the show and feel good about that. But, you know, having 380 different competitors come out to the show. So, but the main thing for me is having those race fans, the, the full grandstands, the big events, the destinations, the escape for everybody. That's what we like to provide uh, and having the greatest show on dirt. And we've been blessed to be able to do that every night we go out. So it, it's, a, it's a good time right now. I am telling you up at Houston's, that, <laughs> final, night, that final night. I don't know. I'm and, and and the weird part of it is, this has been one of those years where I've had multiple ones in other aspects. I've been North Wilkesboro with Dale Jr. rallying through the field, where you have these moments. But Sheldon and the last few laps of that, of course, earlier in the day they announced the big purse, everything yeah. expanding for next year on it. Um, that little bull ring is just incredible. Sheldon, I am telling you, that is college football national championship mm. game-winning Hail Mary. <laughs> I mean, you left, you, you you stood there in the stands in just sheer disbelief. Yeah, you said it's crazy. Wow, what was that? I want to see that again. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's rack them up yeah. and do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. I'm standing out there, and I walked the track, and I'm still, I'm like out on the track, and I'm still like a little bit like, and I walked on into turn one and two where Sheldon put it up there, and I'm looking, and it's just I'm just like, how in the world yeah. did he do that? There's not much left up there. It's like, no, oh. <laughs> no, there wasn't. And I have, and that's been weird because you go through years where you don't, you go through years where it's like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. And then you have years like this. I mean, we had Ross Chastain with NASCAR last, last week at Martinsville where he did the, the, the stupid video game thing. I mean, you know, you have <laughs> moments like that, but, but in, in really honestly, when you look at that corridor, what Todd Quaring did at Jackson and really resurrecting that place, and now what he's doing at Houston's, I would say the upper Midwest, throw in Knoxville there as well. You've got to feel really, really good about what you have in that quadrant of the country. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of great racing up there. You take all those tracks, you bring in Beaver Dam, you bring in Cedar Lake, you have, there's some really incredible uh, racing that's uh, in growth, growth and investment, and that's what we, you know, Knoxville continues to invest in their property with the LED lights and some of the entertainment values, and, and it's just, it's, it's good to see that based on the strength of the sport that those those people that are important to the sport are reinvesting and making differences. Entertainment and we see those kinds of moments every race, just not quite as overwhelming as something like Sheldon, but we get to see that every night. And and that's the piece you take kind of take it for granted that what's happening and, and how entertaining our product is because of the guys that are racing and because of the racetracks and candidly just the fans getting so wrapped up in it and engaged every day, it's it's phenomenal place right now. You know, that was my, my next question for you, talking about the competition. You've always said that you have such a great product. Like, the, the racing has always been a great product, and it continues to be. I'm sure there's so much that goes behind, and you know, on behind the scenes about competition, but how how hard is it, or is it not hard to keep that competition level even and so strong? I mean, we know we have great teams and great drivers and great sponsors involved, but the product doesn't, there, there isn't really someone who dominates. Yeah, Brad had a great year, but it was more consistency. He didn't totally dominate. So is that hard to, to keep that competi- competition level as great as it's been? Yeah, you know, our, our job is to make sure we set the stage and then let the guys race. Yeah. So we try to make sure that they have the best platform, the best racetracks, mm-hmm. and then do everything we can so that they can show the world what they can do as great race car drivers. So, and, uh, you know, when, they, when we open the pit gates, we can't care what color the car is. So we, we really do try to provide that fair, safe, 
place to come and race and consistency. We have a very consistent product. And when you do that, focusing on the, again, the safety first, uh, the fairness, and then the entertainment value for the fans, then you just set the stage and let these guys have a place and they, they're going to put on a great show. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we don't, we don't have to manufacture competition or, or yeah. points races or any of that. I mean, it, there's none of that happening. So for that part, we're blessed. And, and that's the, the piece that I take great pride in is trying to figure out how do we make the sport better? How do we do that? How do we, like we, we talked a little bit before I got on the, how do you create the, the national programs, the regional programs, the local programs so that they support that so we can have that kind of entertainment when we come into town? The <clears throat> overall, you, 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 are, you are a stats number not only of the world of outlaw races, but overall, the overall health of sprint car racing. What are some of the high marks of it? What are some of the numbers? What are some of the things that stand out from you across the country of 410 sprint car racing? So, you know, the, we have a new regional program with what the Power Eye is doing. So we see 410 uh, growing there. Uh, we know that there's uh, some potential for a new uh, program that, uh, that's uh, being run by Brad and Kyle. So the growth, there, there's definitely interest in growing the number of events. But when you look at sprint car racing and 410s in particular, we had a lot of races last year, 460 races completed. And the interesting statistic about that is 153 different guys and gals won races. Holy. Cow. 153 wow. different people won races. And nobody really, I mean, Dion Macri, Macri just, yeah. uh, and yeah. killed him. And then Marks, Marks, Marks had a great year too, you know, so he, he, uh, he picked him, pecked at it and got 17 wins. So, and he picked up some big ones. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you take that money out, it, it's a. Uh, it's a great it's a great time to be running around and then also with the world of outlaws. So, you know, it's uh we had we had four races paying six digits this year. We'll have more next year. And yeah, we you already talked about Houston's jumping theirs up to two fifty and then you know it's it's just there's no trouble booking shows, there's no trouble with trying to figure that these pieces out. It's just getting the getting the balance right so that we're not saturating any particular market, not only with our product, with but every other product we do. Brian, we're talking a lot about the, the highs in the sport right now, but we, we know that no matter what, what you're doing in this world, there's always challenges too. Talk about how you worked through the, the, the tire challenges earlier in the year and, and just some of the products and pieces. I know teams are struggling for getting their engines refreshed and different things. What were some of the struggles and how did you guys manage them? So, you know, when you look back at the beginning of the year, a lot of that stuff we'd like to forget, but we were not yeah. as aggressive <laughs> rescheduling shows in early in the year when you know you're going to have you know, a good show may not be as good as a show is going to be in July. So we're really trying to be careful with allocating resources to shows that were not going to be great. And that were, you know, with the fuel prices and traveling, we, we did cancel a couple of early spring shows mm -hmm. well in advance to protect the teams and our team from driving and, and burning diesel fuel we didn't need to burn. So uh, that was really, when you look at it, we had to be really careful with how we were managing uh, the investment on something that was marginal. So mm -hmm. we weren't really aggressive rescheduling shows. I'm hoping that some of those uh, pressures ease up on us uh, mm -hmm. from a series perspective and from a country. We need to we need to figure some of this stuff out. Yeah, but uh, but we'll talk about that on a different <laughs> yeah, radio show. Yeah, a whole other show. But uh, but, uh, but you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of dynamics, and it went into our decision making. It was definitely a conscious part of our decision making. You know, we're if we don't if we know it's marginal, and we've got a long way to travel. And, and we can put it back in or and we know we have tire issues or we have supply issues or we have let's 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 save that. And candidly, we were not as aggressive rescheduling shows or trying to push through weather when it's 45 degrees outside and when it's shouldn't be entertaining race fans. Yeah. So yeah. that was really the main the main piece. And as the summertime came through, some of that stuff eased up. Some of it did for us. You know, uh, Hoosier's a big partner of World Racing Group and Dirt Car and the World of Outlaws. And 
And, and I think that everybody in the entire sport made sacrifices this year to make certain that we focused on the ones that had the most impact for everybody, not only race teams or sanctioning bodies, but primarily the race fans and how do you balance those resources in. And that, it was a, actually a nice collaboration of how we did that uh, and shows, again, that the racing community can figure out a way through this. Uh, even if there's a challenging environment or a challenging economy, there's a way through this. We stick together. Yeah. Yeah. We had Neil on one show earlier this year from, from Hoosier and he talked about the challenges and, and honestly it's challenges beyond their control with, with labor and, and, mm. and supplies and raw materials and everything. Oops, there <laughs> there you go. You're falling down. I did not do that. Yeah. I did that. When he does that, it really cracks me up. I get, and I'm trying to find the handle. Yeah. Here on it. yeah those, you know, those guys, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, oh, God. Uh, okay. Sorry. I won't do that. Well, I'll try not to fall either, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's a the Hoosiers, uh, the face of Hoosiers changing and, and they're really supportive of everything we're doing. We actually made some really significant headway on the late model program with the national, the national tire rule. And, uh, and the people, uh, I know that people don't understand the entire, but because of their relationship with Continental, they were actually able to obtain resources. They might not have been able to obtain if they were independent uh, U.S. manufacturers. So I'm actually, you know, there's a lot of things that came together to make sure we all had it, the tires we needed to put on the big shows and put on the racing where we could. Neat stuff. That's for sure. Um, I'm going to go at a lower level. I actually, I'm still at the same level with you, Aaron. So I think we're well, all Well, I'm right a little short and yes. I'm all the way up. You're all the way up. Okay. Sorry, I'm go. still laughing. Um, the challenges are out there. Um, and we talked about some of the regional tours. Um, Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson have formed the High Limits series. Um, your view on that, your take on that, just kind of your 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 sense on that is 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 that is the hot button issue. That's what everyone wants to know about. What's what's, what's <laughs> Brian Carter? What, what are we going to do? Yeah. We've asked everybody seat. else, and everyone else has offered their opinion. What's Brian um, Carter's take on that? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge for us because what they what they're asking of us is a deviation from forty four forty five years of our operation. So mm-hmm. the World of Outlaws was built on a on a, a group of drivers and a group of tracks that. Uh, and and some exclusivity related to that that you know the fans know. So I know that there's uh, there's concern for me and for the racetracks uh, in particular about how this balances in. Again, I talked a little bit about saturation in the marketplace and trying to figure out how how it works. So you know we've got again record crowds, uh, big events, destination pieces, and I don't know how you get some of those pieces on a Tuesday night. There's just a lot of that piece that we 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 define success by something that's different than that. So I have a hard time changing my model much for something that I don't necessarily understand what success looks like. So, and for me, you know, we've been blessed over the years. You know, you bring, you're trying to bring resources into the sport. There's been a historical challenge. Historically, we've had fans bring in through ticket sales, sponsors coming in and supporting the pieces. And And in the recent history, we actually now have a different revenue stream that was never available to us, which is the streaming and the TV rights. So used to be a massive expense of yeah. all those years. So now we have that revenue stream and it's important that you're bringing all of those in and then balancing them out. We've done some work on that. And for every dollar that kind of comes in, it gets cycled four or five times by, before it goes out of the family. By the time we get it in, we pay out prize money. The teams pay out people. Uh, they buy parts. The parts people buy more parts. And then the parts guys, kids racing <laughs> or the staff are racing. They come back yeah. and that money comes back. And it's five times before it leaves. So Every dollar that's coming in is important in figuring out how it balances in. And it's, uh, if you're not focused on all three of those pieces, some parts short. So if you're not having fans or you're not having sponsors or you're not having 
a, you know, some part of the streaming coming back into the sport, mm-hmm. it's uh, it gets out of balance and we're not really maximizing what's available. So how much am I, or I'm trying to maximize all of those pieces, how much am I supposed to sacrifice for the fans or for the teams for, for something I'm not certain I share the opinion of it being balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a challenge for me. I, and I, you know, I understand in the, in the, in today's world, there's a lot of racing and uh, there's a model that's been tried in the late model world. It's, it's, it's working to some extent, but there's a consolidation of wealth there inside the teams that I'm really concerned about. And then even some of the new Tuesday night shows are not concerned about sponsorship. They don't understand all the other pieces and really haven't seen much effort to bring fans to the grand, fans to the grandstand. So you're leaving two parts of that out. I just want to make sure that what we're doing is right. And candidly, they've asked me to change my product. Racetracks buy exclusivity. Sure. They, I sell them full grandstands. We sell them full grandstands. And I need to make sure I can do that on a regular basis and, and make sure that that part of it's sustainable going forward. And right now, you know, I've been, been pushed to rush to a conclusion. I haven't come to a conclusion yet. I'm still okay. working on them. So I, you know, my, my goal, I have to make certain I have my sponsors all lined up. I have my calendar all lined up and I have investments that I need to make sure that the sport is healthy and growing and mm-hmm. the fans get the entertainment value. And then we figure out what's, how you allocate it from there. And that's not something that I'm going to rush through. Yeah. yeah. So, and I- yeah, I think that's totally fair. And like you said, this is something 45 years of the world of outlaws are asking to change. It all makes sense that you want to think it through and make a, the correct decision. I'm curious, how transparent are you with the teams and and the drivers as far as streaming numbers? Like, Is that something that you guys are, because you obviously do pay, well, I don't know if you still call it tow money, but if you sign your contract with the world of outlaws, you, you get rewards and you get, right. uh, so is there a lot of transparency? How does that work within the teams in the business? So we've been sharing more and more the numbers of the people that have been watching and all the rest, but they, they don't get transparency necessarily to the revenues because they don't understand the entire business model either mm-hmm. relative mm-hmm. to. You know, Apple takes their third off the top. The broad the broadband companies take yeah. their piece. The satellite companies get their piece, and you staff it all. So I don't think it's quite as lucrative as they think it is. But uh, we've been sharing that in a in a fixed like like going back to COVID. You know, historically racing, we post prize money, you race for it, and you get paid. Yeah. We yeah. post pri- we post point funds, you you race for it, and you get paid. Mm-hmm. And we've been post this past year, we posted bonus money and tow money. So. The packages we've been enhancing that over the last three years, and the number has gone from about eight hundred thousand to over two million dollars just within the platinum teams. Sure. Over the last two or three years, so uh, they're asking for more transparency, but they haven't really, you know, the the transparency as to what you know. I, I own my business. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's my business, and they have their businesses. I don't ask them for transparency into merchandise sales or any of the other pieces that they're doing based on building that off of our business. So. It's a it's a challenge. You want to be as transparent because you're business partners with everybody. But it's also, you know, what I what we do is we post prize money. And even during the COVID year, we did not decrease the point fund. We paid the full point funds. We paid the full bonus money, paid the full point fund this year, despite raining out 16 out of 90. So we've always done that and we'll continue to always do that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's creating that level of certainty or sustainability. Yeah. that's much more valuable to the sport of the whole. And I think that's just balancing that back in. So. Mm-hmm. As you work through this, is there is there negotiate? I mean, is you you've got a decision to make, and ultimately that's your decision. Mm-hmm. You're you're ultimately the mm-hmm. one that has the key decision with platinum agreements and and, and that sort of thing. But is there uh, is there good dialogue? Is there good conversation between you and some of the team folks? It's up and down. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's, that's, a, that's I, I, it's up and down. You know, I, I don't I don't uh, <laughs> I don't fault them for wanting more. I don't I sure. don't fault them, and, and and it's it is a it is definitely a performance based compensation package. Yeah. yeah. So you perform well, you're going to have a great year. You, 
you know, and, and when you go back to two or three years ago, again, I don't want to go back too deep in the history. They asked us, well, we don't want to, we don't want to race so much. We want to race less. We want to big events and want to travel a little bit less. Okay. So we did that. We want more prize money. Okay. We've done that too. We've increased the prize money. We've helped the racetracks at Knoxville, at Eldora, at Houston, at Jackson, and, and, uh, uh, prize money across the events. And then, okay, well, we got cherry picked. That was a year I think that uh, Tyler Courtney won some and Kyle Larson won. The, so now they're not getting the prize money. So I focused this year on in- enhancing the bonus money. So we right. added we added seven or eight thousand dollars. Actually increased it. So you know from from a six hundred fifty thousand dollar point fund to a million dollar point fund and another five hundred thousand in bonus money plus the tow money plus the contingencies plus the passes. So the the package now for just the platinum teams is two million and sixty six thousand actually for this year. Uh, in just the platinum teams, just on the platinum top teams. Top of on top of the prize first, money, first money. So that's a that's a compelling package, and I guess what they you know they want more, and I don't I don't fault right, them for right, that. Sure. But but I, I want to make sure that we have a sustainable product, and we're delivering the product to the fans. So my investments in the video boards and the fan engagement and all these pieces have to be balanced in, along with the investment in the team. Yeah. So we had you know when you look back at the teams, we had. Four team, five teams over five hundred thousand dollars in total package, and we had but the shark team almost nine hundred thousand total. I mean, it's like uh, between the two teams. This is these are serious dollars yeah. into the compensation of the of the teams, just the platinum team. So it's a it's it's a balancing act, and it's hard to do. And and in, you know, as you're asking for time, the expectation that a Tuesday night somewhere doesn't have an effect on either weekend is is a false false assumption. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a false assumption because there's only so many dollars, there's only so many paychecks, and there's only so many race fans. So if my job is to figure out what is the long term implications of this, and what does it do to our business model. Yeah. And and I'm and again, I understand wanting more, and I want more. I want to figure out how do we get more race fans, how do we get more sponsors, how do we get more yeah, people sure. watching. Yeah. Then now I've got a package that I can put together and then distribute that. So uh, it's a balancing act. And uh, I'm not in a rush to figure this out because it has long-term consequences that we may not even know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you make a change, if you were to, you're not going to change it back pretty quickly. It's, it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. You can always do it, but you can, it's, it's awfully yeah. painful to back up. And then my goal is to try to figure out how we continue to move it forward. Make it work. And, and, it's, uh, and right now, based on everything that I can see, we continue to move it forward. Right. Uh, yeah. So, okay, that's a big ask right now. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. We had a guest on, I don't remember who it was a few weeks ago, and we talked about the, the true outlaw schedule versus running the world of outlaws. And it was like, yeah, it works for an Anthony Macri or Brent Marks because they're winning the races. But all of a sudden, if you have a ton yeah. of really good teams doing that, they're all, they all can't win all those races. So the big yeah. money you know, is, is not going to be there for all of them. And it makes more sense to, to, to sign a platinum agreement and to run with you and have that yeah. where you know you're getting some money back. So that, that's an interesting concept to me. I never really thought of it that way. But what are your thoughts on that? If you had a bunch of teams just running a true outlaw schedule, you're right. The they're not, there's no guarantee. Yeah, yeah. No, the, then the bonus money and the prize money, yeah. they're going to end up, you can't run a full-time program without running a significant part of our shows too. So, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, a, it's kind of a, interesting. it's an interesting dynamic. If you, if you turn these guys loose to go run these shows, then, you know, Macri and Marks aren't going to win that many. Uh, and it's, so it, it's going to create a, it's going to create a disruption and in disruption, there's opportunity to figure out where the opportunities are and there'll be teams that take advantage of that. And, and we're going to figure out how to make it best for everybody. So yeah. when you, when you have this many, you know, when you have this many teams vying for top dollar and, and, and it's, you just want to make sure that what you're doing is done very carefully. 
Yeah, Brent Brent Marks by winning both of the Eldora's Kings Royals skewed the skewed. Yeah, that, that's the, the and, and it was Gio Selzy we were talking okay, to about I, I that. It was remember. Gio and Gio said the, the the challenge with this is is Brent's best tracks are Eldora, Knoxville, Williams Grove, Port Royal. Yeah. you know I mean so we're, that's those are those are where it the works money is for him. The, the, exactly. So it is challenging your your sense of uh, your sense of optimism that this all gets resolved. We roll into Volusia and 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 and, and move forward. Well, I can guarantee you we're going to have 90 nights of racing and we're going to run it. I mean, we're going to have uh, platinum teams that are they're going to follow the tour and we're going to have a spectacular group of drivers. And and I can guarantee the race fans are going to see the greatest show on dirt. So, yeah, life's good. I just have to figure out how how the dynamic changes. And, you know, we have had, you know, the one thing that's been the most consistent over 44 years is the World of Outlaws brand. So yeah. it's for me, my job to protect uh, that brand mm-hmm. and and the group of people that it represents, which is candidly everybody. Brad. And Kyle, when he races with us, and it's all of them. And so, so it's figuring out how to do that in a way so that we don't confuse race fans. That's the biggest problem that's happening right now. Who's going to show up? When's it going to happen? Who's going to be there? Boy. We start confusing race fans, and now we start deteriorating the pieces, and then they kind of and they don't make plan, and then they's like, okay. And it's just slart. I don't want to confuse race fans. And it's happening right now in, late, in the late in model late model world. world. Yeah. It is happening. Absolutely you don't happening. know who's coming where. It is. I mean, I only follow late models a little bit. But even for me, it's like I get confused. You turn on a race, you're like, wait, who, who's going to be here? Who's, who's running this series? Who's running <sighs> that series? Of, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, That's it really true. does. Yep. It, it, it is not an easy. It's no. A, and it's, again, managing more and figuring out how to continue the growth of the sport. We're in a great place. I mean, again, I have one, two, three, four, five guys all in the teams that have made over 500,000. One was 3,000 short of 600,000. And then you have to go down to like 10th to get below 250. Now, I know that there's an expensive proposition to run with us. Sure. These are teams that are, are developing or, and, and have a package put together that it makes sense for them. Right. Yeah. So for me, most of it's figuring out how to do that and continue to put the best group of drivers. But for, for the World of Outlaws, it's to have the greatest show in dirt every night we can. Yeah. Right. And to know that those drivers are going to be there when those yeah. people plunk down their, their money. Yeah, to do it. that's right. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be the consistent thing that will hopefully outlive me. It will, out, yeah. it will, yeah. it will outlive me. I have, <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a team in place and a succession plan that, it, that it, uh, it's important to me for this legacy to continue way beyond my years. Yeah. Brian, without digging too deeply, is there, are there already teams that you know for sure are in next year, or is that all still in the, in the works? Yeah, you know, I'll... I'll uh, we'll go through our process. We'll get our sponsors all lined up. Yep. We'll make sure we get the package. We'll get the calendar put together, and then we will present a platinum agreement okay. to the teams. Mm-hmm. And then, you know that you know people say, "Well, you can't control where they race." I don't control where they race. I compensate them for racing with us. Yeah, I compensate them. Yeah. They, they can choose. I and and Good. and I and I've yeah. got to make it where I want them to choose us. There's no. I want them to choose us. I want them to know that they've got the best thing going. Yeah. and that's that's the teams mm-hmm. that I I want the teams to feel that way. Um, you know, and and in the end of the day, those are businesses and people and teams mm-hmm. and families that have to make decisions and it's tough and grueling my god it's you just yeah. can't sign up and say oh yeah let's go have some fun and run the world outlaws that's tough yeah. i mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean people, it, is, yeah. it is absolutely tough yeah. so to you know so that is a really serious commitment from a lot of families and a lot of money and a lot yeah. of pieces yeah. so i don't i don't take any of that lightly Mm-hmm. And I'll put together the best package we can, and and it's been negotiated. They they pre, they presented to some of the teams presented to me what they wanted, and uh, you know it's a it's a big want. It's a big want. Yeah. It's, it's a huge want. And, I want. I, I, you know, I, and I and I don't fault anybody from wanting more and wanting the best they can be, and that and so we'll we'll do the best we can, and we'll yeah. and, and it'll be part of a long term package to make sure we don't confuse race fans. We sell full grandstands. 
we're happy, have happy sponsors and that we can continue to grow the sport. Yep. And if we do that, then, then it, the rest of it falls where it falls. All right. I think the hot seat portion. Is yeah, yeah. Now. Let's talk about some yeah, highlights. See that? We're, we're survived all of that. One of the things that you have talked about, and I think years ago I shared my frustration of sitting in a stands uh, and, and hearing about replays and all of this stuff. You have talked and you brought out the big screens, which I love. The As you guys continue, how are you doing with the at-track and at-home experience and getting the proper balance on that? Do you feel like you guys with Dirt Vision have done a, have, have gotten that down now pretty yeah, good? That's the a, that's a beauty of what we have now. We, you know, historically, we tried to make our sport match live. And it never never did, really. Right. Mm-hmm. You really you can't yeah. put it in a segment. I'm not going to call a caution for a commercial. I mean, so, so now we have control of live TV. So we actually, you know, it provides resources to allow. The other piece I don't want is I don't want the fan at home. If you're a geek, a geek I'm gonna, I want to see the telemetry and the talk. I want to hear the other stuff going on. No, I want the fans in the grandstands to have the best experience. Because we all know, as a junkies, we all are, that... I want to hear the car, feel it go mm-hmm. by, smell the methanol. I want all of those pieces. So the, the 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 important part is to make sure you bring as much of that extra part of the entertainment. Make sure they know what's happening in the work area, what's happening in the pit area. Putting the guy's face. We've spent a tremendous amount of money on photo shoots and different pieces yeah. to get the faces so the guys are recognizable. Mm. Even even the non-platinum teams try to figure. Okay, let's get these. Let's get the fans connected to the pit area, connected to the event. And our video boards, fan engagement, our, all of our pit reporting, all that is is against that task, which creates that personal connection, which creates a long-term relationship. And that's what we're after. So for now, and, and then we go into a, a geography, and then we leave. The next day, we could be gone 250, 300 miles away. I don't want the fan to forget. We'll go back to them next year. I want them engaged. I want them to talk about what they saw. I want them to watch, want to watch the next race. And guess what? When we started this, they were going to three to five races. Now they're going to seven to ten races. The Dirt Vision fan is traveling to different places. Mm. Really? Well, I heard this is a cool place. Oh, my God, look at that. That's Fairbury. I mean, that's a late model program. But, you know, now they all know how good Hopstad runs. They've all seen it. They go to the racetrack. We, they sell both front wow. and grandstands out, front and back. It's like, that's the kind of stuff I want. If, that, if we're doing that, we're, we're showing people how good things are in different parts of the country. And you know, I'm going to make that my bucket list. I'm going to go see Volusia. I'm going to go to Houston's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Sheldon, Sheldon put on an incredible show. I'm going to go. I'm not going to miss that. I'm not watching that on TV. I'm going to drive. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, if, if we are doing all that, that's where the success comes in. And now, you know, even though we still barely have one year of consistent data on Dervision, you talk about subscriptions in 18 the combined in 19, 20, we added super, you know, got COVID, COVID thrown in yeah. here and 22 is kind of rain. It's like, I really don't even have a, a year of data to, to to really pounce on what we've got going here. So <laughs> it's a it's an interesting dynamic. But as it relates to your question, the balance of the at track versus the at home, nothing replaces the at track experience. I'm just going to continue. We're going to continue. The team's going to continue to enhance the yeah. at track experience and then bring as much of that to your house as we can if you can't come to the show. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to the data and talking about how you have some data from Dirt Vision, I'm curious on the demographics for the World of Outlaws. You know, one thing I love about going to a sprint car race is you see a lot of families, you see a lot of kids. I feel like more so than some other forms of motorsports. Do you have like the the average range of your viewers or your your fans that are actually at track? We do. You know, I didn't bring that data with me, but we actually <laughs> we actually post that. We provide that to our sponsors. We provide that to yeah. the teams. It's a really interesting dynamic, feeling like we're we're starting to take advantage or feel the positive effects of the kids. 
12 and under free from all those years ago. And we started bringing that in. So the families are now, it's an affordable package if you buy a general admission seat. seat. So the, the, some of my favorite pictures at the racetrack this year are families, yeah. smaller kids. And, and you get those kids close to that race car, which you can, uh, can make happen. They're a fan for a long time. Yeah. And they may wander off, you know, when you get to be 18 and then the girls in college and whatever else gets in the way, but they come back. And that's what we're trying to create, long-term relationships with people. And then if we do that, then the world of outlaws and will outlive all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is neat. That really, truly is. Um, you talked about engaging with the fans and you guys, the Dirt Vision. I literally sat there last year, not this past year, but two years ago at Houston, watching all of the video snippets with the drivers, their first of car. That sort of thing. And I just sat there and yeah. totally entertained while they're doing track prep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're doing track prep and I hate track prep, but I'm sitting there just watching the board, just totally entertained. And it's like, okay, track's ready. Let's roll the cars out and let's go. And I just thought that was cool. You also have some teams that like what David Gravel's YouTube page mm-hmm. and, and some of the other teams are starting to really embrace that. How important is that as you go? And, and it's just to keep that engagement beyond Saturday night and Friday night to have people engaged with, with the sport and that particular driver. Absolutely critical. It is absolutely critical. Actually, the point where we're paying, I'm a, I think our fees for the service is almost $100,000 a year. We measure the entire uh, social impact of the entire league, including the sanctioning body and each driver. And we give a report, we can have a report based on what David's social impact is, what Sheldon's social impact crossover in between, and then how it affects the league. So that's what wow. you're trying to get to, to where you, again, that constant engagement where the fan is engaged and then you, you can bring them awareness, engagement, bring them to the racetrack. And if you can't bring them to the racetrack, then they're going to, they're going to be watching either the highlights or uh, on dirt vision. And uh, it's, it's incredibly important. And we actually compensate them part of, part of our new video game, which is a lot of fun. If you haven't played it, um, the teams get a portion of that, and, and part of their compensation for the video game is how much social impact they have. A, a third of how they have calculated how much revenue the teams get is based on how much social impact they have. That's how important we think it is. Wow. Wow. So part, so of, this, part of their engagement. Part of their engagement. The they're, 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 they're playing the game. <laughs> their social engagement factors into how much they get paid based on the video game world. Wow. So that, it's a, that holistic picture that, that some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And the social media, I mean, it was just talking, I had a conversation this morning about an influencer who makes like some $50 million because he's just, he's just an influencer. And it's like, yeah. it's just social media, like how important it is, even though we're all trying to keep our kids off. Of it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such an important thing. Brian, looking forward to 2023. Um, what are, what are the, some of the things that you're looking forward to? Do we expect the schedule to look similar? What, what, are, what are you looking forward to next year? Uh, the schedule is, is going to look Pretty similar. We actually have, you know, one of the big asks for the teams was to take a look hard at the spring because the spring got really expensive and it always is borderline making the trek across uh, California. And then you are you in El Nino, El Nino, we don't really know. Is it raining or not? Is it, is it, so uh, it's, a, it's a struggle. And they, they, they asked us to take a hard look at that. And we did. We're taking a hard look. So we actually have an alternate schedule that would prevent us from driving to California in the spring. This year, and we probably have to flip flop back and forth. We have some wonderful fans in California. We can, we will not ignore, but there's an alternative schedule for the spring that includes staying on the East Coast. I hope you like maybe even stick around a little bit longer if you like motorcycles down in Daytona. So uh, there's there's Ooh. some opportunity exactly some opportunities that we're looking at trying to create some. It'll save us a lot of money not driving across the, to the West Coast. But you have to balance it in. The fans expect us to be there, but, mm-hmm. but there's also some really cool things that we're looking at in the spring, uh, staying on the East Coast opening up some racetracks on the Pennsylvania area and trying to figure out how do we do that. But again, 
lot of racing in Pennsylvania. How do you do this without cannibalizing something else? So, but that was one of the big asks for the teams. Can we not go all the way across the country and rain out half the time? And, uh, and we, we're looking hard at that. And we actually have a very, very viable, actually something I a schedule that Carlton's put together. I'm really, really excited about in the spring. And then we've, uh, we're not going back to Bristol. I think everybody would expect that this year. We've added a date at Knoxville. Uh, we've yeah. got the huge mm-hmm. show at Husets. And then the rest of this is going to look pretty normal. I mean, it's, it's, again, we've got 15, 20 racetracks that, that want races that can't have races. So it's like I can go race every Tuesday night if I wanted to. I mean, I, but, right. but our teams have also asked us not to do that. So, and we are creating destination events. I want to focus on the big events, the, the, the Knoxville's, Kings Royals, the Husets, the, the, those pieces where people – invest time and energy, take their vacation, they come and travel, and they spend time with us. And that's the event that, again, creates that personal connection that creates a long-term relationship. Neat, neat stuff, that's for sure. Motorcycles, Daytona? Yeah, bike week might not be a bad time to go back down to Daytona. Oh, I kind of uh, like that idea. Yeah, we, we've done that before. COVID forced well, us COVID that Well, COVID forced you to do that. That's right, like, you did yeah, that, yeah. We, we did that. I was like, hmm, that was kind of fun. So kind of like that crowd too. So if you have, a, if you're a motorcycle fan or if you're an outlaw fan and you can do both. So we're working on that. That would, that would be a critical component to putting us back. You know, if you're going to save some of that travel, then if teams want to spend some time in Florida, maybe take a little vacation, not many weeks, a week or two, but you know, cause we race again through the Daytona 500 with the late models to give us kind of a week or two breather, then come right back at it and then send them up the East coast. Um, huh. It's an interesting concept and we were successful with it before. I just want to make sure that we are doing it. We can be successful and promote it and have a, have a good program for everybody. And, and uh, it, uh, I want to make sure, again, not rush into anything, make sure we understand yeah. all the consequences, unintended or not. Are there other things you look at like that to tie into? I'm, I'm, I, and I don't even know specifics, but like mm-hmm. beyond looking at the world, you're, you're talking bike week at Daytona. Well, why don't we tap into that? Are there, are there other things that this year or down the road you might say, hey, maybe can we, can we tap into Sturgis? Can we tap into something like yeah. that? Is there- mm. there always is, there's, we're always trying to figure out how do we best cross over race fans. We did a lot of stuff with uh, our, our new music partners with Whiskey Myers. Yeah. Trying to figure out how, do you, how do you cross over some of the music fans, some of the festival pieces? Mm. Uh, you have to be careful. You're not going to draw them too far away if they're having a pretty good time. <laughs> so you, <laughs> right. you have to be real careful. Yeah. A little sneak pit. But, uh, you know, but we own a lot of clay near Nashville still and some barriers there too. So there may be an opportunity there sometime coming. So that, really? was, that was a lot of fun when yeah. we went to Nashville. It's kind of expensive, but it was It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So we're far enough away from that for me to forget a little bit how expensive that was. So we do that again. But no, we're always looking for that, that way to create a unique experience. Yeah. You know, so much of us is experiential lifestyles that I want to be part of that somehow. It's interesting that you talk about having the big events. You know, the drivers kind of want to get away from those one night shows and have the big events, the big purses. But even I remember being on the road with the outlaws a gazillion years ago when you got to go to an event and it was three or four days, you got to either stay at a hotel close by, your trailer stayed in the same spot. A lot of them have motorhomes now, but it becomes a big event. And it, it is interesting to me that now drivers are kind of looking for the one-offs. Like, it, it is a little bit of an oxymoron. You, you want the big events, but, oh, hey, we want this big event on a random night. Yeah, it, it, it's inconsistent, but, yeah. it, but I understand. Again, yeah, if, yeah, it, if the opportunity exists and the perception is that it doesn't have an effect on you, it doesn't, it's not going to affect your Friday or Saturday night, then, then, then why can't we? It's not yeah. entirely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It does I have an that. effect. You just have to yeah. make sure that you're looking at all the effects. But even this World Finals, you know, the sprint car guys ran on Wednesday. They had Thursday off. They ran on Friday. They had a day off. And it's like, we have to show up the racetrack and interact with race fans. And so, yes, you do. And they were all, once they saw it, they were 
outstanding. They did an incredible job. The teams were there and they had their, they had their autograph cards and we had lined up for autographs and they were interacting with race fans, but they had a chance to take a break, maybe go to dinner with their teams or their families, mm-hmm. take a break. And it was actually, you know, I think all of the feedback I've gotten for the format was positive for all the teams, yeah. even the, even the big blocks that had to come and do their, their inner, their autographs and interviews on the day before they actually went racing. So I think that that was a good addition and, and I think it, it bodes well for getting the drivers and the fans connected. Mm-hmm. The rivalry, Central Pennsylvania World of Outlaws. Two years ago, I was worried because the World of Outlaws were just starting to go in there and take all the money. Um, and you know, we'd lost Greg Hodnett and, and just things had changed. And you were like, this thing is really getting lopsided. Now it's almost the 180 degrees lopsided yeah. the other way. That is that that is the darndest thing. What you've got with that rivalry up there, and for those Pennsylvania teams to literally take your guys at, at, at more times than not sweep the podium up there, they kicked our ass. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it was. It. I mean, it's like let's just say what you want to say. I mean, it, it, it's going to ebb and flow. It's going to yeah. ebb and yeah. flow, and it's a wonderful thing. We actually print we printed rally towels for for. Uh, outlaws and we printed out rally towels for the bossy. I mean, it's like, we, it's like pick one, which one you want. It's like, we printed rally towel. We, we get into this stuff. You know, I need a fair distribution of money and I need everybody to have it, but we ran the day we put together that racetrack and they put them all on the racetrack and they all had the same shot. Yeah. And how many people picked up the world of outlaw rally towel? At- uh, quietly. They walked by and grabbed one. Yeah. So they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Be scared you know, to pick put, it up. put them in their car and carried them to Houston's or carried them to Knoxville where they would use you know, them. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's great. But you know, the, the interesting part about it is, is that there are a lot of first time fans coming out and, and, and so, yeah, they pick them up. They don't know what they did. You know, 25 feet later, it's like, Oh gosh, where did I, buy, where did I grab? But, uh, but those are the kinds of things that, oh, that you, you can kind of tell without, yeah. Asking them, they're new fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of that happening, and through we're getting to know the fans better through our BN Outlaw program and and through Darvision and the demographic pieces, and it's it's a it's a cool time, but it's also it's happening at such a fast pace right now. It's a, it's it's crazy good. It's just it's fast. Everything is everything is. Brian, um, before we before we let you go, you just mentioned it. I, I'm like I'm wore out. I just literally I got back from Phoenix. It, you know, I've been doing stuff at Millbridge. I've been, I mean, it's just like, like, I'm like here this week. I'm like wore out. You get a little downtime. You get a little, get a little uh, non-travel time, a little breather time to, uh, to sure. put your arms around, to put your arms around all of these things we've been talking about. Uh, there's no downtime. We, yeah. uh, we, we're going to rain out of our race at Volusia this weekend because of the hurricane coming in. Then we're going to take off, uh, take off. We got a big Rudim, the Rudiman race in Rudiman race, That's right. Yeah. We added a couple of uh, non uh, sprint car races, the USCS and a non sanctioned race for 360s down at uh, Volusia. So we're going to fill in some gaps with Volusia this year. And then but we're going back racing in Sunshine Nationals uh, with, January. Uh, January 20th. So we got a sprint car race between Sunshine Nationals and, and uh, Dirt Car Nationals. But it's 70 something days until we go racing again. So right now, it's the last couple of weeks have been harder. There's the because you're running the events, you got the world short track and the world uh, finals, and I've got a good team to doing they do all that mostly for me. Now you're trying to book shows, you're doing sanction agreements, you got you've got uh, champions awards. We're going to New York to celebrate the big blocks in the Northeast this coming weekend, and then we got PRI in there somewhere comes yeah. in. We got a race. There's a race the second and third of December at at uh, Volusia. Then the PRI, and maybe there's a break in there somewhere between PRI and Christmas before we go. <laughs> I. It, it's a, it's great. Yeah. I choose the lifestyle. Yeah. It's the lifestyle I've chosen, and it's uh, but I get a break here and there. So it sounds like you don't have much time to drive yourself anymore. 
No, I do. And, I, you know, I've got really, really fast race cars. They're much faster than I am. So <laughs> I'm going to go play in December at Volusia in my late model. Good and, for you. Uh, so I, I, I never, ever said I was a good race car driver. I just I just enjoy the, the act of building the car and then rebuilding it, which I do a lot, it seems like. But, you know, it's a great community. I enjoy that part. I had fun at the racetrack growing up. Now I can mm-hmm. go back to the racetrack and have fun. And so when I'm working on my late model, I have I have Kenny Canada and Ricky and I got I got friends from uh, Hector and Frankie, and then I got guys from New York with the people that take care of my cars with Kenny and Cindy. Uh, so we're all kind of in the pit area doing our thing. And then we're talking on the phone with somebody to do this to the cars. Like, you need to drive it in there harder. It's like, like so, so getting it from all across the country. Maybe my chassis builder is telling me what to do. So set the springs up this way. Let's go smash them. It's like, go down to this trailer and get this thing. It's like, so it, it's fun. a lot. of It's fun. It's just fun. And for a moment in time, I can, I can play. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. That is great. Oh, and I always ask about the beloved big block modifieds, but this is a different year than any other year because um, the way the schedule makers smiled on me this year, I went to Canada Super Dirt Car Series race. Uh, I was the Thursday night of Watkins Glen, and I hadn't been. I I was trying to figure it out with Randy Kasaki, who is um, who is uh, crew chief for uh, Matt Shepard. I was trying to figure it out with Randy. The last time I'd seen a Super Dirt Car Series race in upstate New York was probably the early 90s. Oh, wow. I mean, I've seen him at Volusia, I've seen him at Eldora, I've seen him at the dirt track here. But I hadn't been. I moved in 95, and it was probably a year or two before that. I went to Canada, and you want to talk about, it's like, okay, what's my next off weekend? Where are they running? Where are they running? And everything. I'm going to fly into Syracuse and go see it. Uh, Sounds like you've got things rolling along well up in the Northeast as well with those guys. Yeah, I know. We had an incredible year again. You've got to see them on those slick New York tracks. Oh, yeah. that's uh, it's it's incredible, and then we had a great racetrack at at Oswego for the 50th Super Dirt Week. Mm-hmm. So we had a great year. Matt Shepard kicked their butts again. So he's, you know, it's but it's a uh, a lot of fun. People need to go up there if you haven't had a chance to see him. What we the crossover, the creation of the event in Charlotte. We wanted to expose more race fans to that type of racing, and we've done a good job of of that. And and there are people that now travel to go see those shows. You've got to see a black slick racetrack in New York. And you oh, see what these guys can do. Crazy. It's, uh, it is crazy. That's, I think that's why Rick Eshelman rest is, uh, yep. uh, called me the Texas Tornado because I spun out of my stock car a bunch up there. Really? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> the Texas they, Tornado. They, 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 they run Black Slick. It's like Black Slick it in is, Texas. It's a different kind it's of slick. It's a different kind of slick. It it's is. like, whoa, there is nothing you here. Just, you just, you just fettle a feather it, in the whole it time. Is, it is. Uh, Those guys are amazing. Terrible. Man, I sat there at Canada. I'm like, man, this is why I fell in love with racing. Yeah. This is this is right here. These big block modifieds are why I fell in love with racing. So really, really cool. Glad things are well up there. Brian, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. We appreciate you coming over. We appreciate the candor, the honesty, and uh, just kind of laying, laying, lay of the land from your perspective. And uh, we wish you a good downtime with all of the events you have between now and 77 dates or whatever it is until you get started again. But thanks again for joining us here on Wing Nation. Yeah, thank you guys for spreading the word. Again, it's about awareness and and uh, really blessed to get to do what we do. I have a great team for racing group, and I've got a great group of teams that travel and the whole community, fans, teams, sponsors. Yeah. What the world of outlaws is is pretty spectacular right mm-hmm. now. I'm pretty pretty proud of where everything is. We can Aaron and I've had a theme, and I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit. That we live in an we live in a world that there is a lot of angst mm-hmm. um, uh, created wherever it is. It's it's an election day when we're recorded today. It's an election day. Don't <laughs> talk about angst. I was Talking on Twitter earlier this day, and I'm turning it I off. I refuse okay? to look at. Twitter I refuse today. to look at it as far as that goes. We live in this angst filled world where there is so many agitators on it, and yet you go to the racetrack like I did last Wednesday night, and it's like, oh my god. 
This is so great what we have here. So World of Outlaws, great season, all of sprint car racing, 410 sprint car yep. racing, everything I saw. I mean, I hit some mower races. I hit some IRA race. I hit some King of the West series at Pennsylvania. It's all really, really good. So uh, focus less on the negative. Let's yeah, do that. Let's leave yeah. the negativity at home. Let's not bring it to the racetrack. It's it's hard to do. Is this high intensity, high and with chaos. We just try to keep it on that side of the fence. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but there's a, it's a it's a great escape for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoy doing. It. It's hard a lot of days. It's hard for my team a lot of days. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's something we all enjoy just as much as the race. Yep, no doubt. Thank you, Brian. Thank Appreciate you it. Thank Appreciate you, it. Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group. Stay with us, more Wing Nation, as we wrap it up here for 2022. Coming up next, power isn't born; it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington Tree Fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Circle B Diecast is the new Diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of Diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR weekly racing series, drag racing, off-road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength air, and we are wrapping it up. Before we get out of here for the year, let's one final time talk about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum birthday calendar. Later this week, Art Bish Sr., Granville Buster Warkey, Bill Cummins, Kenny Woodruff, uh, Greg Stevens' uh, birthday would have been Saturday, Robert Roof, and today would have been the 103rd birthday of J.W. Hunt. 1996 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. The Strawberry King, a very jovial, friendly, fun, and passionate guy from down in the state of Florida. 
He started off in drag racing. I don't think he started until he was 42 years old. Got involved with ownership. Moved over to the NASCAR side. NASCAR late model sportsman. Had wins at Daytona, Charlotte, Darlington. With Jack Ingram, he won four championships in that old late model stock series. In the 1980s, his passion turned to dirt tracks. Supported Jack Hewitt, Brett Kading, Jack Audenshield. Very supportive of charities for injured drivers. And Aaron, it was nothing for him to walk into a racetrack and say, I'm going to put $1,000 on the guy that wins heat race number three. That's awesome. Yeah, one of those guys, not afraid to throw some money around and forever enshrined at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, 1996 inductee, passed away in 1994, J.W. Hunt. They have their 14th annual Sprint Car Raffle, the Triple X Moyle Racing Chassis, $20 each, six for $100. The drawing, December 16th at the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. You can go to www.sprintcarraffle. And uh, Aaron, you can also become a founding member if you want to do that as well. You sure can. For only $25, you get free admission to the museum and 10% discount on museum merchandise. And Brian Carter said there was 460 Sprint Car races thus far this year. There will be 461 when we get done because there's still yep. one more. Saturday, <laughs> yeah, the final showdown. Final 410 Sprint Car Race in North America, Babs Motor Speedway. Friend Jeremy Elliott, Sprint Car Unlimited TV. If you want to dial up and catch one more glimpse of Sprint Cars this year, final race in uh, the 410 ranks in North America. USCS Pete Walden. Pete's still racing. You of course know he is. is. Pete Walden ain't scared <laughs> to run a race, that's for sure. He will dial one up. He's at Southern Raceway in Milton, <laughs> Florida. ASCS Southwest Tours at Cocoa Paw. Some 360 racing at Antioch. But uh, it is winding down, that is for sure. World Finals is the indication. We get to Knoxville, and we kind of know it's coming. <laughs> we get to the World Finals, and it's just the slap in the yeah, face. Yeah, when it's our like, notes yeah. get shorter and shorter every week, yeah, we know. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, as we wrap this up, there are so many people that make this happen. Our key partners, Sage Fruit and Hercules Tires. We appreciate those people so much. Our legacy partners that have been with us forever, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and Museum. Hefner Racing Products, Aggressive Hydraulics, Circle B Diecast, really, really good partners. Our track partners, Port Royal and the Weikert family, yep. having us up for the Weikert Memorial. Houston Speedway, Todd Quaring and Doug up there, Knoxville Raceway. We appreciate Dirt Vision and, and Flo does the Weikert Memorial. They partner yep. with us on our road shows, and we always know that our stream is going to be so good when we partner up with those guys. Here at MRN, Chris Schwartz, our president, Ryan Horn, Frank Beers, Craig Moore, Hank Silver, Jack Carboni. And in the industry, all of the sanctioning bodies, teams, drivers, and all of the individuals from the racetracks as well. But more importantly, Aaron, sprint car fans, when we go out to the racetrack, we watch you every week. Yep. We listen to you every week. We follow you on Twitter. We do all of this. We are fortunate. Sprint car fans are so passionate. And so sprint car fans, thank you. Thank you. Because you, no one's like, well, how long are you going to do Wing Nation? What are you going to do with Wing Nation? Where did it all start? There's <laughs> one reason we get a chance to do keep it. Keep watching and listening. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I tell everyone, keep watching. Keep watching. And friends like Sage Fruit and Hercules Tires keep supporting us because we know you buy apples and tires uh, because you watch <laughs> Wing Nation. So uh, great, great stuff. Um, we're active. We will remain active on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube page. You can go to shopwingnation.com for Wing Nation gear. They make wonderful holiday gifts, wonderful holiday gifts. And I'm assuming, <coughs> pardon me there, I'm assuming there's one more chance this weekend if you're in central Pennsylvania at BAPS, uh, Justin Peck's Merchandise Trailer, Tom Book Motorsports. I'm assuming they will be there as far as that goes. Wing Nation television program presented by Sage Fruit, Brad Sweet, the reigning champ. The World of Outlaws, that's Wednesday on Rev in Canada, Friday and Saturday on MAV TV. Aaron, that's it. That's it. We're done. Phew. What a year. You know, it, it, it's, it went by, I would say it every year, but it, it goes by so fast. Like, I feel like, like you said, we get to Knoxville and then it seems like it's like a hot minute and we're like, wait, 
almost Thanksgiving. World yeah. finals are over. How did this happen? <laughs> it's unreal. It really is. I'm just so, I'm just so, and I, and I shared a little bit of this, our conversation with Brian. Um, you know, I got to see, I got to get back out to California and saw King of the West yep. race. Man, I'm telling you what, I love the way they race in California. Um, got a chance to see Moa when we were over at Gateway and saw mm-hmm. those guys race. And, you know, because World of Outlaws, um, All-Stars, uh, World Fine. I mean, just sprint car racing is so good. So we really do appreciate the chance that we get to do that. Uh, I think we're looking at probably a February 1st start date. We haven't talked it around, but we'll be back again next year here with Wing Nation. But again, race fans, more important than all of that. And we always say this at the end of the show. We sincerely mean it. Thank you for joining us here today and each and every time. Thanks to Brian Carter as well for joining us this week. But thank you, race fans, for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.